0: Job chapter 15 verse 1 And Eliphaz the Temini answereth, and saith. This is going to be Eliphaz's second speech. God still hasn't spoken to this group of men. Now, you can be pretty sure that other people were there listening, and that's one of the reasons why all of this was recorded. Job was the most important man in his community. He was the most righteous and the most blessed, and when this happened, The whole countryside knew about it and people from long stretches knew about it. And these three friends who came to him could have come from a distance and certainly there was probably other people sitting around quietly listening and observing, and there may have been a scribe that put it down on paper. Also back in the ancient times people had phenomenal memories, because most people couldn't write and didn't have access to television and the internet. When you don't have access to instant information and you can't read, that will make the memory center of your brain overdeveloped, because you'll have to rely on memory to retrieve information when you've only been told something once. So in ancient times, because a lot of people were illiterate, they could remember something for years and years and retell it accurately through the generations until somebody writes it down. So it's also possible that a scribe wrote this down after it had been told and retold for a long time by people who had phenomenal, almost photographic memories. Even in today's world, if a person's illiterate, you can bet money that they've got an awesome memory. That's how they survive. In this book, only God and five other people are going to speak, but now Eliphaz is speaking for the second time. 2. Doth a wise man answer with vain knowledge and fill with an east wind his belly? This is Eliphaz telling Job that he's a bag of wind. 3 To reason with a word not useful, and speeches no profit to them. And Eliphaz is telling Job that his words are useless, just as Job had already told the same thing to Eliphaz, because Eliphaz was lying and giving false testimony against Job. Eliphaz has had his ego hurt, and now he's going to lash back and accuse Job again. Now Eliphaz is telling Job that he's the liar. 4. Yea, thou dost make reverence void, and dost diminish meditation before God. Eliphaz says that Job isn't being reverent toward the Lord with his speech. 5. For thy mouth teacheth thine iniquity, and thou chooseth the tongue of the subtle. Subtle means deceptive, just as the serpent was subtle when he spoke to Eve. Eliphaz is saying that Job has a subtle tongue. He's saying that Job is in apostasy, because he is promoting his own sin and lying to the Lord. That's the opposite of the truth. It's actually Eliphaz who is in apostasy, because he's bearing false witness against a child of God, and he's unrepentant. You see how Eliphaz is actually arrogant when Job calls him out? He arrogantly lies on top of the first lie. The first lie was that Job was an unrepentant sinner, and now on top of that lie, he's calling Job a liar about his own life. 6 Thy mouth declareth thee wicked, and not I, and thy lips testify against thee. Eliphaz is alluding to the fact that Job did say that he's a mere man who has sinned, and that's true, but Job didn't say that he is currently guilty of sin. And that's where Eliphaz is taking it overboard. And Eliphaz is saying, well, you said that you had sinned, so therefore you are a practicing sinner. 7. The first man art thou born, and before the heights wast thou formed? Eliphaz is sarcastically saying, were you Adam, or were you born before Adam? Saying that Job is making more of himself than he is. 8. Of the secret counsel of God dost thou hear, and withdrawest thou unto thee wisdom? Now Eliphaz is accusing Job of making himself to be like God, which totally isn't true. Job never did that in any of his speech. Job was humbling himself before the Lord in his speech that we heard in the last chapter. But Eliphaz is lying and saying that Job was making himself better than God. 9. What hast thou known, and we know not? understandest thou, and it is not with us. Eliphaz says, you don't know anything that we don't know. Well, that's what Job had said in the last chapter. He had said, you guys don't know more than I do. 10. Both the gray-headed and the very aged are among us, greater than thy father in days. Eliphaz is now speaking about himself, he's saying, I am a lot older than you are, because I am a son of Esau, and you're a son of Jacob. And Jacob's children were far younger than Esau's children. It's possible that Eliphaz is twice Job's age, and he's now saying, I'm a lot older than you are, so who are you to tell me what's right and what's wrong? 11. Too few for thee are the comforts of God, and a gentle word is with thee. 12. What doth thine heart take thee away, and what are thine eyes high? Eliphaz is claiming, that his words were meant to comfort Job, when he told Job to repent. And if Job had been a sinner, they would have been appropriate and comforting words. But they weren't, because Job isn't a practicing sinner. But now Eliphaz is saying, are you too good for comforting words? Well, they would have been a comfort if Job was a practicing sinner, but they didn't apply to Job. 13 For thou turnest against God thy spirit, and hast brought out words from thy mouth. 14. What is man that he is pure and that he is righteous, one born of a woman? In this, Eliphaz is agreeing with Job that human beings are not pure, but he's also accusing Job of turning his back on God. Lo, in his holy ones he putteth no credence, and the heavens have not been pure in his eyes. Eliphaz is agreeing with Job that only God is perfect and none of his creation is. 16 Also surely abominable and filthy is a man drinking as water perverseness. Eliphaz is saying, Men, in comparison to God, are very filthy and unclean, and we commit sin as one would drink water, meaning that we do it a lot. 17 I show thee, hearken to me, and this I have seen and declare. 18 Which the wise declare, and have not hid from their fathers saying, listen to me, I am telling you the truth. And the ancient wise men said the same thing. When Satan wants us to believe a lie, he always mixes it with truth, so that we will think that everything he's saying is the truth. And Eliphaz is mixing truth with lies. It is definitely true that man is not righteous in comparison to God, and that we must repent of our sins in order to be right with God. That is absolutely true. But Eliphaz is still continuing to accuse Job of unrepentant sin. 19 To them alone was the land given, and a stranger passed not over into their midst. Eliphaz says that God gave the land to men who are wise to listen to him. At the time that this was written, God hadn't given the Israelites their land yet, because this was written before Moses was alive. But Eliphaz is simply saying that the righteous men, those are the ones who inherit the land. 20. All days of the wicked he is paining himself, and few years have been laid up for the terrible one. He says that the wicked are always being punished, and they don't live very long. So he's intimating that Job is wicked, and none of these people think that Job is going to live much longer, because he's dying from the disease that he has. 21 A fearful voice is in his ears, in peace doth a destroyer come to him. Eliphaz says that Job has no peace because God has sent the destroyer to him because of his evil. 22 He believeth not to return from darkness, and watched is he for the sword. The wicked man has no reason to believe that he will come out of this darkness. And the sword is waiting for him. Somebody will kill him. 23. He is wandering for bread. Where is it? He hath known that ready at his hand is a day of darkness. Eliphaz says, the wicked don't have bread to eat. Again, this just isn't true all the time. A lot of wicked people are really living it up. They have great bodies, great spouses, great faces. Great wealth, great cars, great vacations, great everything. And they are popular on top of it. It isn't true that the wicked are always punished and the righteous are always happy. Satan rewards the wicked to keep them in sin. And God will test the righteous and he will allow the righteous to suffer because God is trying to build character in that person and to strengthen their faith and their love for the Lord. God and Satan have opposing plans, and that's why the righteous suffer sometimes, and the wicked prosper sometimes. 24. Terrify him, do adversity and distress. They prevail over him as a king ready for a boaster. He says, Trouble and anguish make the sinner afraid, and they overpower him as a king is coming to him at battle, and a king is a powerful person. Eliphaz is saying that trouble and anguish have a lot of power in a sinner's life. And generally this is true, but not all the time. There's a lot of real happy sinners out there that think that their life is so awesome that they write a book about it, giving us advice on how to live, because they're having so much fun. And then they go into life coaching and try to teach us to have fun. But really what they're teaching us is how to sin. 25. For he stretched out against God his hand, and against the mighty he maketh himself mighty. Eliphaz is accusing Job of trying to be better than God, and of fighting against God. This is the furthest thing from the truth. 26. He runneth unto him with a neck, with thick bosses of his shields. He says that Job... Goes into battle against the Lord with a thick neck, which means a stubborn neck. He says that he's stubborn in his sin. 27. For he hath covered his face with his fat and maketh vigor over his confidence. If you cover your face in fat because you gorge and you eat too much, that means that you are self indulgent, and that's what Eliphaz is calling Job. Now this is such a lie because while Job's children were having a great feast, Job was fasting and praying on their behalf for their forgiveness in case they said anything wrong in a drunken state. Job was fasting while his children were feasting. You see how the devil is speaking through Eliphaz saying total lies. 28 And he inhabiteth cities cut off, houses not dwelt in, that have been ready to become heaps. Eliphaz is saying, the evil people might take over a city, but it will be an abandoned city, and it won't be livable, and there will be nobody else there. When you take over the city, you'll just be depressed, because there's nothing good there. 29. He is not rich, nor doth his wealth rise, nor doth he stretch out on earth their continuance. Eliphaz says that you lost all of your riches because you're wicked. 30 He turneth not aside from darkness, his tender branch doth a flame dry up, and he turneth aside at the breath of his mouth. This analogy about a sinful man is really directly about Job. So he's saying, Job, you refuse to repent, and your branch has dried up, which means your posterity, your children are gone, because you wouldn't repent. 31 Let him not put credence in vanity. He hath been deceived, for vanity is his recompense. Vanity is when we believe we are going to get something that we are not going to get, and when we believe that we are greater than we actually are. And so he's telling Job, you believed that you were hot stuff, and now you have lost everything. 32 Not in his day is it completed, and his bending branch is not green. Having a green branch means having children. And Job lost all of his children. Now you notice Job's friends can't figure out who sinned. Was it Job or was it his children? Because at one point they accused Job, then they accused his children. Now they are back to accusing Job again. They don't know who sinned, and in fact they never saw any sin. They are just supposing all of this. 33 He shaketh off as a vine his unripe fruit, and casteth off as an olive his blossom. Eliphaz says, as a fruit falls from the tree, or a blossom falls to the ground from the tree, so you have lost all of your wealth and posterity. 34 For the company of the profane is gloomy. To be profane is to do everything wrong, in a perverse way, from how we are supposed to do and speak. He's saying that if you are profane, Like, for instance, profanity is foul language. It's language that's totally wrong and perverted from how we're supposed to speak. It has no meaning. You know, the F word really has no meaning. All it means is, I hate you. And that's nothing. And some people say the F word so much that they're not really saying anything. They're not expressing themselves. It's non-communication. But if you want to actually communicate, you have to use words that have meaning. And when you live a profane life, your life has no meaning. And When you're just in constant sin, there's no purpose, there's no meaning, there's no direction in your life. And Eliphaz is saying the profane are in gloom, they get consumed, and fire hath consumed tents of bribery, meaning that their house will go on fire. Because of their sin. Yes, we do bring tragedy on ourselves when we sin, but there are some sinners that are really partying it up and having a good time. Eliphaz is not taking everything into consideration. He's only using information that would make Job look bad and would allow him to accuse Job, but he's ignoring all the other information in life that shows that we do go through trials even when we're righteous. 35 To conceive misery, and to bear iniquity, even their heart doth prepare deceit. Eliphaz is saying, the evil people give conception to misery, instead of children. And that's what's happened to Job, except that he's not evil. And he's saying, they give birth to sin, and their heart prepares deceit. That concludes the second speech of Eliphaz, and it also concludes Job chapter 15.